good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening. The date today is the 4th of March, year of our Lord, 2021. Welcome to yet another episode of the Bun and Cardigan Show. It is my sister's birthday, so happy birthday to my sister. She doesn't listen to the show. I don't even think she knows that the show exists. I didn't know you exists, had a sister. I do have a sister, yep. Um, so happy birthday to her. I am, of course, happy joined. Happy birthday just heard him chime in again the on again off again man who wears the cardigan james edwards the third of the athletic james i have a question for you one that sister older or younger she is i think 29 today so older okay so older so she's older than you and matt right yeah yep so she graduated high school in 09 so whatever the math is on that i mean she's a yeah i graduated in 10 there you go i turned 29 this month um march 14th yeah recording mm-hmm. day it's a wednesday anyways um i had sunday this qu- but close yeah sure um <laughs> i had a uh question for oh that's right because mine's a wednesday yeah. i knew that ours both came on recording days i just got it mixed up you're right right um thought about this this morning then i saw that you had a mailbag come out and i was like why don't i read this first and then maybe the question's answered in there kind of was a little bit but not really i do want to say Maybe one of your best mailbags ever in terms of the questions that were asked. I thought that there were some very good questions in there. There were some good ones. I had to sift through a lot. Like, I got, like, sure. 40, which is – I usually get, like, 20. I got, like, 40. Okay. Um, so I had to sift through, and I was going to do two parts, but I have um, a story. And all I'll say is this. I have a story coming out on Friday that I think everybody's favorite day on the calendar is coming up. So mm-hmm. that's all I'll tease that with. And if you don't know what he's talking about, then – Article's not for you, maybe. Maybe it's not. Well, I guess that. Never mind. Um, my question Balance was. Balance at the palace. <laughs> my question uh, is about Blake. And I was thinking to myself, okay, and you reaffirmed it in the story. It's a buyout. This isn't a conversation. Kind of already knew it, but, you know, there's no trade market for him. Well, if we know that, why is it taking so long? Uh, because the teams have to, the two sides have to agree on what first, what Blake is willing to give up, right, and what Detroit is willing to pay. So it's the logistics of how much money he's owed that takes. Yeah. So, long so like, that. obviously, one side starts low, another side starts high, um, and they try to find a good middle ground. Yeah, it's going to be a buyout. Could come soon. Um, yeah, there's definitely no trade. Is that uh, what your my... phone's blown up for? Is is Blake bought out? No, not yet. <laughs> I don't need to turn that off. Uh, yeah, no trade is happening. Uh, to my knowledge, teams said they would take Blake if the Pistons gave their first-round pick, uh, just from some people around the league I've talked to, but that's obviously out of the cards for Detroit. They're not right. doing that. Sure. Um, so there's uh, – I mean, that was obviously the only way a trade was really going to happen um, unless it's a deal for two really – unless it's a b- deal for another bad contract that's worse than Blake's which isn't going to happen. So that guy um, was Russell Westbrook and he already got traded. So yes. And he's actually turning, helping the wizards turn around. So yeah. And helping yeah, Detroit nothing, also. Cause and helping winning. Detroit. And yeah, nothing I just said is groundbreaking. I assume most people assume that the Pistons could trade Blake if they attach their first round pick, which would be a top five pick. Um, but yeah, a buyout. It's you're, you're ironing out the logistics. You're trying to get the most sure. Blake's trying to get the most money he can while still being, uh, understanding and the Pistons are trying to not pay him the most money they have to while while still uh, being respectable. That's respectful. where I think that's where I think baseball has something really interesting going for them. Guy goes into arbitration, they get an arbiter, and they decide how much the team has to pay. 
where either the yeah. player and the agent's going to win or the team's going to win or they'll be they'll meet in the middle like what you're talking about now i think it would be kind of interesting to implement something like that kind of niche right it's not like something right. that would have to happen every single year like it does in baseball uh when these players in free agency go into arbitration but um there was something else that you mentioned in there that i was going to text you about and i was like we're recording in an hour i don't need to do that i was very grateful for the Evan Mobley praise that you threw in there and sort of yeah. making the case um, that Detroit drafting him inside of the top five actually isn't a silly idea, despite how weary you personally are of drafting a big uh, inside of the top five. Yeah, it's and it's usually just the bigs that don't have the ability to space the floor, do something, um, bring more to the offensive game than just rim running. Um, defensively, can can protect, can switch out athletic long and Evan Mobley checks every box like centers are kind of like running backs in the NFL they're going to fall further and further down the draft board you can find good ones later in the draft just with the way the game is gone but there are still like those Joel Embiid's uh, sure. Anthony Davis yeah is. those unicorns and Mobley has the potential to be that so you check anybody who's credible in the in the draft world they all have Evan Mobley in the top three yeah uh, this isn't just James uh, going off a ledge here like it's it's universally praised in terms of where Evan Mobley will likely go in the draft now could Kaminga going up against pros and press and slide into that two spot sure it's possible but I think right now Evan Mobley is pretty firm in the number two spot so also I depends on who's you, drafting absolutely um I sent you a text the other day that you said save it for the pod. I'm not going to go into it too much. I think we're, we'll probably wait about a month before we really get into our draft stuff. Um, I personally, once it hits January is when I kind of start to dust off the cobwebs and, and start to look at the guys in the upcoming draft because unless there's guys like this year playing in the G League, um, by that time you have dudes who have been playing for about two months at that point. You know, if they start in November, you have about two months of sort of, okay, I kind of know where they are and what's going on. So I always feel like, you know, early to mid-January is a good time to really start doing your homework. Um, and everything that I've watched from Mobley is like, there are times when I convince myself that I want him more than Cade, which I understand is insane, but, um, give me like your, we, we're not going to go into it too much, but just as it stands, do you have like a, a top three hierarchy that you would like, uh, Detroit to look at? Cade's obviously one. Yeah. Cade, Mobley, Kaminga. Okay. Mobley, so Kaminga. Yeah. Ours only differs on the third. So mine is Cade, Mobley, Jalen Green. Because okay. to me, Jalen Green is just a somehow faster version of De'Aaron Fox and is a better shooter. I just think Kaminga, I love his size. Um, I just like envision him slotting in between Jeremy Grant and Sadiq Bey for the future and just great, how great disgusting wing, yeah. that could be uh, if he reaches his potential. Put Sadiq at the two. Um, yeah, Kaminga at the three and Jeremy at the four. Like that could be, that could be dangerous. That could be scary. Sure. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I like Green. I don't love him. I like him. He's going to be a good player, I think. Uh, Suggs I like, too. Uh, yeah, there's there's about five guys in this draft that all have a case uh, for some reshuffling outside, I think, personally, yeah. the, the top – well, I guess the top one, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I, I tweeted this last night. I saw um, a guy that I follow. He he tweeted out a, a tankathon simulation that he had, and uh, Pistons fell to five. And I all I did in my head was I saw that the Pistons fell to five, and I tweeted. I was like, no, I hate this. And then yeah. – I looked at who we got and it was Jalen Green. I was like, wait, no, this is awesome. Like this is a we've said it, I think we said it in the last episode, maybe it was the one before that. I think we've said it a few times at least that and everybody has. If you pick in the top five, you're straight. 
Yeah, you, like you, you can. Like be, if you're okay. a Pistons fan and the team finishes with the worst record or second worst worst record, yes, you can be upset that your team didn't get the one or two pick. But don't be too upset because the top five is supposedly, by by many accounts and people you talk to, legit. And you're going to get a good player, I think, without question in the top five. Of course, I'm going to bite. I'm going to eat my words because it's not. It doesn't always work out like that. Um, yeah. But that's kind of the consensus right now. Is like you want to be in the top five. Would you play? Because I texted you when we were talking about Mobley, and I said, I go, am I insane to think he could play the three? And you go, yeah, but I think he and Isaiah could play together. Would you play? Yes. Would you, this is so? This is three, four, five. Would you do Jeremy Mobley, Isaiah? Would you do that? Or would you just let one of them come off the bench? Woo. I need to see it, and I need to see Isaiah continue to develop. Mm. Um, That's chaos mode, by the way. That is chaos mode. Could I see a world in which it happens? Yeah. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if Isaiah's the uh, odd man out on that, and it's just like a six-man extraordinaire. One of those lineups that um, by the end of the year, they're going to have an accumulative, what, 50 to 60 minutes, and that's it. Like, it's not going to be – you know, something that is a, is, a, is a regular occurrence, unless they light it up, which defensively I think they, they actually could. probably could, yeah. That could be um, sick. So, James. And offensively. Sure. We have a gimmick. We have a, we have a fun day well, today. Can I apologize first to the listeners? Sure. I feel like when they turn on this podcast as of late, we don't talk about the games. And part of it is because the team is bad and they lose a lot and there's just not much to talk about in a day to day. We usually at the top of the show, we touch on what we saw in the games very briefly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like we keep also getting hit with cancellations and pushbacks yeah. on our record day. So like usually today we had talked about the Raptors game, but the Raptors game is happening in six hours. Um, so for Sunday or for Monday's episode, we will be able to talk about the final two games. Assuming Toronto happens, I think so, and the Knicks have a little dicey things, but Derrick Rose's test was inconclusive. It sounds like it'll happen. But so I want to apologize. We're not just dismissing the games. Sure. We've had some bad luck where on days that we were supposed to record, we should have had one or two games to talk about, and they got canceled. I remember the San Antonio-Dallas yeah. one was one of them. So today we came up with a gimmick, and I'll let – not a gimmick, but I think it'll be fun. Yeah, it, sure. it, it's interactive. The, the yeah. listeners can play along as well. I wanted, I just want to add – um, I don't know that we're going to be able to talk about the the games for our next episode without giving anything away. I think we're going to be a little bit too busy in the next episode. I think we'll have a little bit too much going on. I think if it's you, oh yeah yeah you get what true. I'm saying yeah, yeah that's all we'll say. We're so, going to have our first <laughs> guest, the first BNC yeah, guest. That's what we'll say. Um, all right. So James and I is actually is your idea. James thought it would be fun if we gave each other. Uh, 10, you didn't love it because I know I'm going to be bad at it. If we gave each other uh, 10 Pistons trivia questions and we had to think of a stipulation, he said, do you want it to be 2010 and on or like what? And I said, do you can go ahead and do all time. And then we settled on 2010 and uh, and beyond. And then we finally settled on Pistons trivia starting in 2000 to present day. So this is and, 20- I, and, and I picked that year because I feel like a lot of our listeners are, are close in our age. Not yeah. all of them. Yeah. But also there's a, there's a good period of Pistons basketball in there. Yeah. Um, and there's going to be some names from the last 10 years of bad Pistons basketball that will be fun and, and funny to, to recall. So sure. I think it's a good mix to to let let people go down memory lane and have good memories and, and remember the good times as well as get a laugh and chuckle out of some of the names that may come up sure. um, in, in the more recent years. Yeah, I'm hoping to go 40%. That's what I'm hoping for. Same. Four. 
Um, I am a little bit worried that we're going to have the same question at some point. I think the odds of that would be semi-astronomical, but it's only 21 years Mm. Uh, or what? Yeah, two decades of stuff. So, James, you want to do me, you, me, you, me, you, or do you want to do all you and then all me? Let's let's alternate. Okay, so like you, me, you, me. Yeah, and let's okay. try to keep a little bit of a limit because I feel like there's going to be question asked and then a lot of uh, which isn't great for podcasting. So either the person asking the question be somewhat entertaining or charismatic. Help out. At least we have to talk. Yeah. Sure. This, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't really, these aren't necessarily for me in, and I'll keep track of scores. Oh, you'll do it. Okay. I was going to do it myself, but okay. So you, you're just doing it across the board, not just for you. Okay. Yep. Um, and play along at, if you're listening to this, play along. I assume most are going to take a couple seconds to get for both of us uh, at least. So try to play along, try to beat us. And if you beat us, let us know. So I'm going to give you your question first. Again, okay. it's it's not necessarily easiest to hardest, but I think this is Same. one of the easier ones. Same here. Okay. What Detroit Pistons head coach has the highest all-time winning percentage in franchise history? The the hint here is that we're doing 2000 and on. Right. So you think it's either I can Flip give or Larry. you like you think it's either Flip or Larry, okay? I'm going to go with Larry. Ooh, you almost said it. It is Flip Saunders, won ah. 71.5% of his games. So for me, I was like, it's either going to be Flip, Rick, or Larry. Yeah. And I was like, Larry coached, what, two years or three years? So that's why I was like, and he obviously won a championship and went to the finals. So I'm like, okay, it's probably him. No, it is Flip because he went to, what, and, six consecutive Eastern yeah, he coached. That's, what I, that's where my holdup was. He coached longer. Right, right. Um, okay. 0 for 1. Good. That was a good question. Um, For you. Darko aside, who are the highest draft picks for the Pistons since 2000, and what number were they selected? Both guys were the same pick. That's your hint. Jennings went seven, right? He wasn't picked by Detroit. He wasn't picked. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He was picked. No, 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 you're right. No, he wasn't picked by Detroit. Um, Yeah. No, I'm, go ahead. I'll give you another one. Go ahead. It's not Stanley. Nope. All right, now, now we got it. Now that's 0 for 2, yeah. All right, so hopefully listeners were able to think, well, to Killian, number seven. I knew it was seven. I just couldn't remember who else was picked there. Yeah. Killian and Greg Monroe, both seven. Where was Stanley picked? I think eighth. Eighth. Remember, that's, okay. a, that's always the joke. Detroit always gets a seventh pick. Right. Okay. I also wanted to be on record that uh, I do actually remember that Brandon Jennings was not drafted by Detroit. So I know a little you bit did. A little bit of a You were thinking of his jersey me. number. Right. Okay. Exactly. Um, okay, we're both over one. I'm a little bit embarrassed by that one, but I figured that's going to be the theme here is I'm going to get a lot of these wrong. I figured you might get Killian because he is on your shirt right now, but I didn't know if you'd get Greg Monroe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I should have known the Killian one. You're right. This Detroit Piston was the first in franchise history to record 250 blocks in a single season. I mean, like, there's a, to me, there's, like, an obvious answer. To me... There was two answers, and it was just a matter of deduction. Ben is too obvious. It would uh, feel like Ben is the obvious answer, wouldn't it? Rashid. It is Ben Wallace. Son of a <laughs> uh, see, I hate, I hate tests. Like I wasn't a good test taker because I no. always, I never go with my first answer, and it's always right. I'll give you a, I'll give you a makeup half a point if you can guess what season it was. Oh one oh two. 
half a point. Half a point to James Edwards III of The Athletic. Go ahead and give yeah. yourself half a point. Thank you. Uh, I'm not... <laughs> I do right, have listen, another listen. one of those in here that's like, it's it's half of a point. Like, it's a, there's technically two answers in the question, and each answer is worth half a point. So you can give yourself half a point, and that's fine. I'll have something like that. Okay, I'll give myself half a point. Go for it. Um, so point five out of two. What, and you're going to get in one of my questions because of your question, but here we go. What team did the Pistons trade Austin Day to, and what player did they re- did the Pistons receive in the trade? Why do I feel like he went to Memphis? Because you're right. Okay. Was it Tayshon? He was on the Pistons. Him and him and Austin went to Memphis. Okay, that's right. Um, we talked about we talked about this on the pod. A couple episodes ago, I I for some reason want to say Anthony Todd. Remember when we, we had the conver- We had the conversation about what it was like to be traded, and I mentioned a guy. Oh, he, that's so annoying. And he did. I'll say this: he didn't come from Memphis. It was a three-team trade. This player came from another team. It's not Langston because we signed him. No, that's way too long ago. No, I know. Oh yeah, duh. That's that was 2017. Austin Day was this was what like 2011 or 12. Yeah. I'm so I don't know because I Jose, you're gonna see, Jose. Oh, see I wouldn't have gotten that because I repressed him. I didn't like him either. So you get a half a point. Okay. So it's it's a half a point to we both have half a point out of two. I also have a trade question in here, so that's fun. That's yeah, fun. I thought I love the trade. People ones. are people are rolling their eyes at us so hard right now. I don't uh, know if people would. Re- uh, that was a pretty big deal just because Rudy Gay went to Toronto in that one, so people might remember. And Tayshon was traded. Yeah, um, the Detroit Pistons yep. have only ever drafted one player out of high school. Who was Amir it? Amir Johnson. I'll give you a half a point if you tell me what high school he, he went to. You already got the one, so this is just a bonus point, bonus half a point if you can get it. Uh, Centennial? It was Westchester High School. If memory serves, Amir Johnson was also the last person ever drafted out of high school. Yes, you are correct. Yeah, okay. There's a. will give myself one one-hundredth of a point for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at one and a half out of three. Uh, I'm at... That was, uh, that was well, good. You gave me half because I said the Grizzlies, right? Yeah, and, and your point five, you still have half a point out too. Woof, dude. Okay. You're all right. You can get this one. This one you should be able to get. I don't know. Name eight Pistons coaches since 2000. Yes, the team you love has had eight coaches in 20 years. Just eight total. Eight or total. has there been I'll, eight? I think there's been nine or ten if you include okay. interim. Okay, so I'm going to be holding my fingers up. Yep. Lawrence Frank. I love that's why I love that's who you went to first. Mo Cheeks. When there's a coach right now. And that's yeah. funny. Like, there's a coach right now. Okay, yep. Mo two. Cheeks. Well, I'm saving the, the easiest for last. Okay. Uh, Rick Carlisle. It's three. Larry Brown. That's four. Yep. Flip. That's five. Yep. SVG. Is yep. that's six, right? Or seven? Yeah, six. Six. Dwayne is seven. And I knew eight. That's why I said eight. Because I knew. You yeah, because now I'm like, I don't know. I'm really struggling right now. There was a. Oh, uh, did I say John Keister? No. No. John Keister. John, John Keister. He has sorry. a Keister. Yeah, Keister's the, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> John yeah. Keister. That's eight. There we yeah. go. No, that counts. Good job. There we go. Good job. You don't get eight. You don't get eight points, but you get one and a half. I get one. I, that's, I'm great. I'm good with that. Yep. Um, that was a good. Th- that was fun because yeah. Once I got to seven, I was like, "Wait a minute!" I strategically um, yeah picked that number. 
Okay, so this is the this is the question where each answer is worth half of a point. Okay. okay. I remember this game very well, so it may be a little bit unfair just because it has a very important like it just has I I just this is this game meant a lot to me for some reason. I was yeah. 10 and a half on December 23rd, 2008. Gosh, this you were 10 se- in 2008. This second year piston scored a career high 40 points against what team? So the this, name and the and the team we played against. And if, if, the, if the if the team we played against is too hard, you can tell me how much they scored. I remember Austin Day had a game against Miami. No, that would be wait. Second year Pistons. Rodney Stuckey. Wait a minute. I just realized I said a career high forty points. So no, you can't say how many points they had. It has to be. <laughs> so yeah, never Who the mind. Team so, was. Yes. Rod, so it was Rodney, Rodney Stuckey. Stuckey. Yep. And I'm naming I, the team. Yep. If you want. Eastern or Western Conference? Okay, I was that was the hint I was going to give you. It is the Eastern Conference. I was going to give you division, but I didn't think that would be fair. If you want me to do it, I can. I'm going to go with the Pacers. Ooh, okay, so my hint was going to be it is the same division. It was the Chicago Bulls. Uh, that was going to be my second guess. I vaguely remember yeah. that game. You so do I get, get half, half a point, a point. though. Yep, you okay. do get half a point. I Oh, I've been giving you my points. No, but we have the same amount. So two out of four for the kid. All right, this one is this one this one is tailor made just for you. So if you miss this, you know what? I'm gonna put a lot of pressure on you. If you miss this, you have to leave the show. That's like how right confident now. I am. You can't do. I have to get a new co-host. That's how confident I am that you will get this. Laz is uh, he's gearing up right now. He's getting his microphone ready. All right, go for it. Do you agree? Do you agree to the terms? No, but go for it. Just I'll for leave. you, Nick. Sure, I'll leave for an episode. You get half a point for each. Luke Kennard's career high, and who was it against? His career high was uh, 30 Yep. against the Indiana Pacers. I knew you'd get it. <laughs> I knew you'd get it. It was, it was, opening, it was the opening game oh. of yep. the 2019-2020 uh, season. Uh, pretty much all his points either came from three or from the free throw line. Um, he, he, got, he, he drew a lot of fouls in that game. I think he had like five or six assists. I remember that game because I I wrote about story did really really well. Uh, that's when I I mean I've known people love to read about Luke, but that was like it. Um, Andre also had a big game and everybody was hovering around Andre, and I went to talk to Luke who was by himself. And that was the day I don't know if we talked about this on the pod, but remember when I I don't know if we talked about this, but I I to further story I talked to Markeith in the locker room. I was like, did you know Luke could play like this? Mm-hmm. He was like, no. I was like, you didn't know he could play like this? He's like, no, I didn't know he could play at all. He's like, wow. Once I got, He's like, once I got here, like in camp, like I realized he was nice. Yeah, for sure. It was just a great quote. For sure. Was, I miss Markeith. No, I, that was that game was that was obviously a very special game to me. Very interesting. That he lit. You... He always lit up Indiana in Detroit. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I, remember... all, I would guess most of his career, three of his four top scoring nights, I think were against the Pacers. I think the other one was against Cleveland. I asked yep. him about that game so many times. What did he, that, what, that, what did he say? I, I just, I was always, I remember even when we had him on the show, um, let me tell you something. I was actually re-listening to the interview that we did with him yesterday. Boy, is it sad. Yeah, we got a lot of great vets on this team. You know, Tony, uh, Blake, Derek. And I'm like, ugh, yikes. And he's like talking about, you know, we're setting ourselves up for a great offseason. And me and Matthew were like, yeah, 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 for sure. 
broke my heart. Like I wanted to cry, but no, he, I was like that Indiana game, like really showcased your playmaking ability. Like, is that something that you always had in your bag or do you think it was just a matter of, you know, because you got the opportunity and he's like, it is a lot of that. He's like, but it is something that I worked on, you know, in order to actually crack into the rotation the way that I did. Um, and I asked him a lot about the Cleveland game where he was hitting, you know, 35 footers and, and yeah, whatnot. And yeah, that, that game. Yeah. I asked him about that. Um, and I remember he was like, yeah, you know, the shot clock was winding down. I'm like, brother, you had about 10 on the clock. <laughs> you did not oh, the one from like half court. Yeah. 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 I remember that. Was um, that the same game as the Seku dunk? No, that was Seku was in same in season though. No. Huh? No. Seku wasn't in the league yet. That was 2018, 2019. The loop wasn't, the loop oh, Cleveland wasn't last game? year. Yeah. Fred McLeod, I believe was calling that game. So there you go. That's uh, okay. Okay. And there you go. Okay. You're um, up two and a half to two. Yeah. So I love this question. Okay. Because it's so okay. stupid. Yeah. The Pistons were not active on the trade market during the 2017 deadline, but they did recall two players up from Grand Rapids. Name those two players. Is this the 2017-18 season or 2016-17? 2016-17. I believe so. I, I believe it's 2016-17, I think. I wasn't covering the team then. Um, so, Michael Benajay. Okay, you got one. I guess this is also another half a point, half a point, because there are obviously two. I, I, this is a bit of an oversight by me, but that's half a point. The other guy, um, I don't know if he's in the league anymore. But he did bounce around and play for at least three other teams. I mean, might have been four, but at least three. My natural instinct is to say Henry, but I know that's not it. So, the last time you thought that an answer was so obvious, Henry, is that your final answer? Yeah, it is Henry Ellenson. See, just go. I couldn't remember if he spent a lot of the time in the G League to start his rookie year, but I knew those were the two rookies. Yep. So there you go. That's that's one point for James. I'm up three four. All right. Or 3-5. I have 3-5. Okay. So this one should be fun. Um, another one where you're going to have to use your fingers. Oh, shit. Name, name eight second-round picks that the Pistons drafted since 2000. And oh, I'll even I let couldn't. you – I'll leave. You should be able to. I think you will. If you, if you miss it, you'll be upset. And I'll even let you include players who weren't technically selected with the Pistons' pick, meaning like the team made the pick for Detroit or they acquired right. the player in the draft. Right. So, uh, Bruce. Yep. So, I'm sorry, how many players do I have to name? Eight. Name? Eight. Bruce Brown, Jordan Bone, um, Davidis. Yeah, I didn't even uh, know those guys. Amir Johnson. We just talked yep. about him. Uh, I hate this so much. Did, Lewis King wasn't – He we didn't draft him. He was yep. afterwards. Yeah, he was undrafted. Yep. Okay. Um. Uh, I missing, I don't Mike, Michael Benajay, Michael Benajay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, um. No, I know I am. I just I hate I I never remember second round picks. Three more. Oh, you should remember these ones. No, I know. I probably should. Three more. And I'm gonna stall out. I'm next I'm really one you say to... if you say one that's wrong then that's that's the end. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Well, I didn't. Lewis King wasn't wrong. I asked. No, that doesn't he... count. I, okay, I'll let you okay. go. Yeah, I let you go. Uh no, cause no. Henry there are people a, yelling at their in their no, cars I know, right now. I know. 
and I'm gonna. I know when I when I re-listen to this after I edit it, I'm gonna be irate with myself. But people are screaming the names at you right now. I know. Let's just get it over with. I'm sorry, everybody. You can you can boo me. You can canvy me all you want. Just give me the answers, James. I'm gonna give you the non-obvious ones first. Well, they're obvious, but Mehmet Okur, I didn't expect you to get, uh, but just because it's older. Jonas Jarebko. Jarebko was okay. Yeah. Kyle Singler. Oh, I thought he was. Oh, I wouldn't have guessed that. I don't know why I was thinking he was a first-round pick. Kim English. Kay Felder. I could have said Kay Felder. I don't think they drafted him. He wasn't drafted. No, he wasn't drafted. And I don't think he was – he was. He didn't start his career in Detroit. I think he started in Chicago. Oh, did he? I don't remember. I think so. Kyrie Thomas, picked by Philly. Kyrie Thomas, yes. All right, well, here are the two that you didn't name that you should have probably named first. Uh, Outside of Bruce. Spencer Dinwiddie. Oh, sure, yeah. And then go ahead and say the other one now that I said Spencer. It should ring a bell because these guys are forever Mids, paired yeah. in Pistons lore. Yeah, Chris Middleton. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Maybe I guess I guess I just repressed those because those would have never even occurred to me. Uh, I mean, we talk about – we just talked about Chris. Remember in our no, mailbag? No, I know, but, yeah. but I don't – but I don't um, – I wasn't as mad about that when it happened because I wasn't – I was still like a Michigan State basketball guy, a Lions guy. I wasn't as – I was still – I still cared about the Tigers. Like I wasn't – the Pistons weren't first on my list. So at the time I was just kind of whatever about it. It was yeah. news to me within the last few years how upset everyone was about it when it okay. did happen. So it just wasn't as important to me at the time when it did. Okay, that's fair. Um, I think I might have miscounted. Hold on. One. Or did I skip a question? Two, three, four. Oh, I skipped a question. Okay. So you have a you have a little bit of a – I'm not asking you to get this exactly right. Okay. I'm giving you like a little grace of – I want to do two, but I don't know if that's fair. So I'm going to do one. You have to be within okay. one. During the 2018-19 season, Andre Drummond set a career high and made three-pointers with how many? So five. you have to be – okay, that's a point for James. That, it was five. <laughs> yeah. That went – okay. Did you actually – was that a guess or did you actually remember that? No, I knew that. The one that I remember the most was the winner that he had against uh, uh, Minnesota, the one that iced the game. Yeah, wasn't that – was that a – at target center from the left yeah, corner, that, falling away, we, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep. I vaguely remember that. Um, but I knew it was five. I've done enough. Hey, Andre, I saw you. I've, I've listened to people enough go, hey, Andre, I saw you working on your three this summer. Is that is that something that you're going to incorporate into your game? Then you look how many threes. Yeah. Um, yep. So that's one of those numbers, random stats that you keep in your mind as somebody covers the team. All right, so this is the question I meant to ask you before the second-round pick ones. Name one other player besides Chauncey Billups and Allen Iverson that was involved in that trade. Uh, was McDice in that trade? Good job. Yeah. Great great job. Um, and then there was also, and I don't remember this guy at all. And he, I don't know if he ever, Detroit picked him in 2006. Cheek Sam. Sam. S-A-M-B. Cheek, cheeky Sam. Don't remember him at all. Maybe draft and stash guy. I don't know. He probably played in college. I don't remember him. Um, so good job. That's three and a half. I'm up th- four to six. You have I have four out of six. You have three and a half out of six. Okay, so you hit your mark then. You got what you wanted. You got. You said you. Yeah, wanted but now four. I'm going for eight. Now I'm going for sure. eight. Sure. My Pistons sure. knowledge is better than I thought. Yeah, mine's not. So no, you've done a good job. I mean, you you're on pace with me. You just half a point off. 
this is another one. You have a grace of you have to be within three. Three up, three down. Okay. Okay. Allen Iverson famously or infamously played one season with the Detroit Pistons. Yep. His career high was how many points? I'm sorry, not his career high, but his season high with Detroit that year was how many points? Within three. 29. Ooh, you are underselling the answer. It was 38. I was going to say 32. But I yeah, he had lost. 38. Yeah, he took like, uh, I think he took like 13 attempts from the line that game, which was obviously his thing. Yeah, yeah, that was like dumb of me. He seven. made the All-Star game that year, didn't he? He did. Yeah, he yeah, was that an All-Star. Was stu- that was dumb of me. Yeah. I should have known that. Good question. Yeah, I didn't watch too much of the Iverson Pistons years. I cried when uh, when Chauncey was traded because I didn't know really much about Allen Iverson. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> All right, so you should get this just because it's been referenced. What year did Ben Wallace lead the league in both rebounds and blocks? 2001-2002. Uh, yep, so now you take the lead. Four and a half out of seven. Absolutely hilarious back-to-back questions here. Since 2000, how many seasons has a Detroit Piston led the league in rebounding? You don't have to name the players or what year. You just have to name since 2000, so you've had 20 years. How many years has a member of the Pistons led the league in rebounding? And I have to get it spot on. I'll give you a grace of... No, no, you have to get this one dead on. I've given Almost. you a grace on on what three of them, so you got to get this one. Five, brother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> two for Ben. Two for Ben. Three for Andre. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Oh one, oh two, and oh two, oh three for Ben. Fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, eighteen, nineteen for Andre. He also led in nineteen twenty, but that kind of doesn't really count because he was, yeah. you know, with with both teams, even though he did spend more time with Detroit, that one technically goes to the Cavs. Um, yeah, a quarter of, uh, since the turn of the millennia, um, uh, a quarter of the, 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 the decade that we've played so far, Piston has led the league uh, in rebounding. There you go. That's, that's a, a point for James. Yeah. That's a good, I don't think people out. I think people in Detroit and that follow the Pistons probably knew that, that good stat that you just said, like quarter of the millennia, Detroit has had the best rebounder in the league. I don't know if people outside the league would know that. That's a good question. Or outside Detroit. I knew Ben had two, and I, it was just Andre three or four, and I went with right. his – Andre was, quote-unquote, Andre for about three years. It, yeah. was, it was a struggle. It was basically on. just him and DeAndre Jordan going back and forth. <laughs> like yeah, that was exactly. It, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, that's five out of eight for me. Okay. Um, you probably – knowing you, I think you know this, but uh, we'll see. I, should I save this? Because I think you'll get it. I mean, if you wrote the question down, you have to ask. No, no, no. I'm saying should I maybe save it last just to see if I got a little wiggle? My next two are fun, but my last one is for you. Okay. Over under under 50 dunks for Blake's in his Pistons tenure? Uh, Under. Yeah, it's under. Over 55. Is it really? That's surprising because he hasn't dunked. Well, I guess technically he hasn't really played that much in the last year. So I guess maybe I probably should have done a little bit more self-deliberation on that. That was close, though. That's I think a little most bit probably. Annoying. Yeah, I I almost said sixty, but then I would have said I think that would have been an obvious under, so I went with fifty five. I think um, fifty. I'd say about what forty five of those must have come in 2018, 2019. I think his most dunks in a season in Detroit was thirty seven. Gotcha. And then thirteen. I he, yeah. I guess he did play what three months when he first got here, about two yeah. months. So I guess I wasn't thinking about that either. Yeah. Again, probably should have thought about it a little bit more. 
Um, what am I at? What are you at? What's the score? Actually, I should check that because I wonder if when I looked at the dunks for the season, I wonder if it combined Clippers dunks. Um, Ooh, that's a good question. Start wrapping real quick. So, ladies and gentlemen, as James alluded to earlier, I am currently wearing a very special crew neck right now. I did tweet a picture of it. It is of Killian Hayes, Sekou Dumbuya, and it says, The French Revolution. If you'd like to see a picture of it, it is actually, like I said, on my Twitter. And if you'd like to get your hands on it, I did attach a link to that tweet to the secondstring.com. That is second as in like the number. So the 2ndstring.com. You can get all the latest and greatest uh, Detroit sports designs. Got some Michigan, Michigan State gear on there. And if you use promo code Hinkle, you get 10% off of your entire order. Secondstring.com, promo code Hinkle. 10% off your entire order. Now, I, did... I found it. Okay. So I was right. I, I asked you over under 50, right? Yes. Okay. So his first 20, like when he got to Detroit, he played 25 games that first year after the deadline. He had 13. Um, all NBA year, he had 37. So that's 50. And then 2019, 20, um, last year, he had five. So yeah, 55. I was right. Uh, what was your favorite dunk from 2018, 2019? I have two. I'm trying to remember. Um, the one on Embiid stands out, really, is the only yep. one to me that I remember. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Mine was uh, the Houston was, one. It wasn't even the, really on Embiid. Oh, yeah, the Houston one. The yeah, put that back was not, at the rim, yep. That was shocking. Um, and then in Milwaukee, he had that one. Um, it was actually going away from where you guys normally sit. Yeah. Um, so it was by the Bucks bench, but like in transition, and like the crowd went crazy. Yeah, so that's probably that yep, the that's Houston probably one. Was, one was one of those ones like the John Luer pass where you just kind of grab yeah. your which by the way cool. somebody somebody sent us thank you i always used that to like was... have that that pass somewhere cuz i'd always reference it like on pods and stuff that was a dime from did you no, if you watch that 100%. video again did you see the Knicks' bench react yes like that the they like jolted that's how like they jolted their head back like John Luer can make yeah. that pass like yeah, it was i have crazy. no memory of that happening at all it was, it was a great. dime yeah that's okay a dime. here's um, my tra- here's my trade question Okay. Okay, I just want to make sure. So just update. Uh, we each have two questions left, so we're getting close. Yes. You have four and a half points out of eight. I have five out of eight. And you have two more for me, correct? I have two more for you. And I have two for you. Okay. So this is my trade question. In 2014, the Detroit Pistons acquired Joel Anthony in exchange for who? This was a Piston that I think, in retrospect, we all just – friggin loved and it was one of those guys that every time i watched him it always felt like he was trying to fill the stat sheet as fast as possible but he couldn't rebound the ball and it always it always felt like he was always on this like triple double hunt without actually being able to do it but not in like this luka Doncic, draymond green i'm trying to make everybody better sense it was more like in this russell westbrook sense of like um what are we like? What's your incentive here? What's your motivation? Kind of a kind of a thing. When Might you be a say, little bit of an oversell for him, but when you say that trade and the, or when you say Joel Anthony, I, my mind immediately goes to Demontis uh, Montiunis, the failed trade, because I feel like Joel was involved in that and he had to come back. But that's this, not the trade you're referencing because Montiunis obviously didn't happen. Right. Yeah. This was uh, with uh, with Boston. I believe it was just a one for one. 2014, he tried to fill up a stat sheet. 2014. I think he was in the league for about seven years total. 
Spent most of it with Detroit. It was with, so the player that Detroit got back was in was playing in Boston before the trade. No, the play well Joel Anthony was in Boston before the trade, and then we got oh. Joel Anthony in Detroit, and we sent to Boston this player. Oh, who who was sent? Yes. Oh, yeah. And I remember um, it being kind of a big deal because we're like, wow, Joel Anthony, he's a contributor on a on a championship Miami Heat team. Like, okay, Detroit's kind of doing things. Uh, Same thing with Bobon when he came from San Antonio. Mm. Oh, this is going to drive me nuts. Uh, this player came from Boston. Timer's going to run out soon. Boston. Um, you got to give us something. You got to you got to just throw out a name. All right. I'm going to go with I can't even think of a name, man. Who is Will Bynum? Will didn't come from Boston. I don't know that it was from Boston, but that's how we ended up with him, if memory serves at least. I thought the Pistons drafted Will. No, he started in Golden State. I'm like ninety nine percent sure he started in Golden State. Look this up right now. Yeah, I could I be wrong, but I'm like no, 99% right. sure he started in Golden State. I thought Will. And then he just like didn't play until he came to Detroit. I don't remember what happened in Golden State, but. Okay, so I'm going to, I don't know. So, yes, he did start his career in Golden State, but according to basketball reference, the only teams, uh, the only teams that, uh, what is his name? Will Bynum played for, had hops, first of all. Will Bynum had bounce. Yeah. Um, who, who was Worked with Killian Hayes. The only team he's played for, so Golden State, and then he played in Israel for two years, and then he came to the Pistons. Mm. Maybe Boston had his rights or something then. I don't know. Maybe. Hold on. Let me – can I Google Joel Anthony? Trade. Pistons. Yeah, yeah go for it. I'm sure there's like a Piston-powered or Detroit Bad Boys article or something. Celtics. I wish people would stop texting. Man, people right are like, James, the uh, Blake, it's happening. We traded oh, you're right. for Jalen Brown. You're right. Um, Pistons trade will buy. No, no, no. There's a. This is a revelation happening live in real time. James looks perplexed right now. No, the Pistons traded Bynum. Is that what you asked me? The you confuse the Pistons traded Bynum to the Celtics. Yes, I said the Pistons acquired Joel Anthony in exchange for who? So the uh, Pistons. I wouldn't have yeah. got that. I wouldn't have got that. I wouldn't have got that anyway. I forgot about that trade. Uh, yeah. But I, I thought you worded it weird. That's. I'm that's sorry. On me. Maybe I did. I apologize. Maybe no, I did. That's on me. That's a miss. Either I way, wouldn't have got that either way. We, we spent a while on this Will Bynum thing. Do you agree with my assessment of him? That always felt like he was trying to do a lot, but he couldn't Will rebound the, or do much else. He's Will a pretty good thrill. passer, though. Will the thrill? He, he played. He he was trying to yam on guys. He his jumper. I remember mm-hmm. he hit the elbow, the wing. His feet were really close together. Um, yeah. He had some moments in Detroit. Yeah, sure. Uh, shout out to Will. All right, Will Willie Thrilly. Now that oh, that uh, whole debacle is over, that took a while. Uh, your second to last question. So this one's a fun one, and I think it's just too obvious for you. I think you'll know this. Uh, when Andre Drummond did the dunk contest, who struggled to help him as the passer during one of his dunks? It was Steve Nash. Yeah, yeah. trying to do uh, some. Uh, what's that thing? What is it? What is it called? The soccer uh, thing that he's trying to do. Flick. Sure, wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah, uh, he couldn't get it. I think I think Andre was trying to like windmill or something off of it. The concept of it was really cool. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, uh, Will the Thrill frustrated. Barton. Yeah, Will the Thrill Barton was the other participant, and of course, as 
history remembers it, Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon went on to put on the best dunk contest uh, of all time. Yeah. So that's the correct answer for Nick. That's a fun question. That's a fun question. Thank you. I thought it was a little too easy, but I thought it would be fun. Maybe some people forgot about it, whatever. So this you're is not getting. You're not going to get the last question right, by the way. You're not going to well, get th- it right. Then I'm going to lose. You're up five and a half to nine. I have five out of nine. Ooh, okay. There's no way I get it right. Like it's I'll, impossible. I'll give you two. I'll give you two points. You have to be again. Once again, you have to be within two points. Okay. All right. All right. In 2004. Oh gosh. Now technically, this isn't a question about the Pistons, but you'll see. In 2004, Sean Livingston, James' <laughs> all-time favorite player. Played his re- first played his first game against the Detroit Pistons. I remember this. How many points did he score? That's a great question. That's why you're the man. I'm fair. I, I I'm I I'm pretty sure it's ten. Remember, um, you you have you have you are within you have to be at least within two points. Is ten your final answer? It it could be four though. Oh gosh, I remember that because I've seen I've seen Livingston live so many times. 10. James Edwards III of The Athletic. Please tell me I got it right. Sean Livingston scored on that fateful night. I believe it was the fourth game of the season. Six points. One point. Did he? He scored, went 0 for 6 from the field. That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I thought you were. I'm trying to think. I'm like, man, this last question has to be fun. I'm like, oh. Wait a minute. Here's That's a great I question. I, I thought about I, doing – go ahead. No, go ahead. I thought about doing what was his career high against Detroit, and I was like, that's too hard. And I was like, well, didn't James go to see Sean Livingston at some point? I was like, I don't remember what year he said that was. was so I was year. just like, oh, was it that? Well, then yeah, there you go. And I met him after the game. I'll never forget. Now that you say that, I do remember because – I'm sorry. Was that Livingston's first game against the Pistons or the one in Detroit that you just in said? In Detroit. I believe it was, was in Detroit. Okay. I remember. I th- can can you check what he scored against the Pistons in LA? Because if that's ten, I think I should get a half a point. Uh, why? So that way you can be kind of closer to. Um, so that's uh, like I if I remember if I think if I remember exactly what Livingston scored in his first ever game against the Pistons because obviously like back then it was like FSD was the way to watch so like I so- watched that. So let me say this. I actually am realizing now that I did read it wrong. It was actually his first time playing Detroit in, in the game that I just mentioned was, was the, actually in it LA. was at it was at Staples Center. Yes, and he then did later score one in the point. year, yeah, later in the year it was against the Pistons. I'm pretty sure he had ten or eight. He had ten. He did. Have I 10 knew it. In that game. I knew I he wasn't did have crazy. Ten. Let's Good go. You. I'll, give, I'll give you. Well, okay. If I give you half, we're tied, right? Why am I getting half? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. The question was were, in his first game in Detroit. Brother, how many you did he just score? said, you just said, if I am right about this, I get half a point. Those yeah. were the words that you just Hold on, said. No, no, no. Listen, 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 listen. I'm going to reason There's going to be a lot of testosterone sense. on this podcast if you try to give yourself a full point. I'm hype. I know Sean Livingston. No, but I'm a Sean Livingston historian. I knew it was Brother, time. you just got the question wrong. I got it right. Your question was, no, listen, listen. Your question right. to me. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. You were right. I got your initial question right, and you told me I was wrong. The only okay. reason I, I right. said I knew he scored ten in one of those sure. games, but it was the sure. one I yeah. I got All the right. question right. Go ahead. You get the point. Ask your question. Go ahead. I'm hold gonna on, win. Hold on, Go ahead. hold on, hold on. Go ahead. No, 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 no. 
why, why do you not think I should get the point? I'm agreeing with you. You okay. are making a you are making a, a compelling argument. You are correct. I knew it. I because knew it. I did because of the way that I asked the question. If I if I had said in his first matchup against Detroit, but because I did say, well, let me reread it. Let me, let me make sure I did I did uh, word it in the way that I did. I'm hype. I knew I was I was there. So anybody that said James is fake and he didn't go Ooh, see Sean, he wasn't that big. Well, Sean hold on. Come on. The question man. is: In 2004, Sean Livingston played his first game against Detroit. How many points did he score? That's the question. But then you've prefaced it. We were like James was at the game. No, 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 no. I said to myself, I couldn't remember if he was at the if you were at the game or not because I know that you said you went to see him early in his career, but I didn't remember. But you were insinuating that it was in Detroit. Brother, you the, the, want this point so bad? Take the I'll point. I'll take a half. I'll take a half. Okay. Uh, sure. I wish we could listen. We'll listen back. <laughs> we need um, the instant replay. Throw once it's live. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I, you probably did say what you just said, but you also insinuated, because I was hyped. I was like, that's a great question. You're like, I know you went and saw the game. I said that I knew you saw him early in his career, but I couldn't remember what year it was. Okay. That's what I said. I, all right, so story with that. So, yes, like you said, Livingston's first game against Detroit was in the Staples. So back then, the only way to watch games really was FSD. So, like, I was up late, 10 p.m. game. My mom let me stay up, and me and my dad watched it. And I, I remember sitting there, like, Livingston was struggling. And I'm sitting there trying to convince my dad, like, no, he's I'm 12. I'm like, Dad, he's nice. Like, he's good. He's, he can play. And my dad's, like, <laughs> laughing at me. He's like, he has one point. He's 0 for 6. <laughs> and then I remember going to – the game, Livingston's first time at the Palace, and he scored 10 points. And I'm hype. I'm like, see, Dad, I told you. He's like, man, he has 10 points. He's nice. I'm like, he's <laughs> nice, Dad. And then my dad came up with the idea. My dad's also a frequent listener, so shout out, Pops. Uh, we may, Maybe we'll get him on here for Father's Day or something. That'd be so fun. Yeah, maybe we'll do that. Uh, but he's a listener. Um, he said we should. He said I should tone down with you with me joking about you liking all the white players. Thank uh-huh. you, Mr. Edwards. Thank you very, very much. Uh, Which is ironic good. because of the album that I'm going to be picking today. <laughs> Go ahead. Marshall Mathers LP, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so my dad had the idea. He was like, I don't know if I told the story on this pod. He's like, so I wore my Livingston jersey. I had the, the real replica jersey from the Orlando store, in, the yeah. NBA store in Orlando. Had the Clippers hat. I had my cards with me. I had a shirt that I made. I was in sixth grade computer science class. My best friend, Sam Riddle, shout out to Wicked Yacker. I'm sure he's listening to this. He's He now works for Rock Nation. He's oh, Meek wow. Mills, one of Meek Mill's managers, uh, wow. my brother. Me and him, he loved – I took Sean Livingston. He took Sebastian Telfair. So they were both drafted in two, 2004. Oh, man. Yeah. And both were the first ever – nobody knows no, – people don't remember this because it's happened since then. But Livingston was the first ever point guard drafted out of high school, and, and Bassey was too. No point guard had ever been drafted out of high school. They were usually big men or or, or guard or wings. Yeah, yeah. So that was like my 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 weird stat. Wow. But anyway, in computer science class, we got to make T-shirts. So on, I had a very. I still have the shirts at my mom's. It's a white tee with two Google images. One is a blurry photo of like rookie day photos with Sebastian Telfair, and one is a rookie day photo of Sean Livingston. They're connected, and Sean signed the Livingston part of it. Um, oh, but my awesome. dad had the idea. He's like, he's from Peoria. Like, he plays in the West Coast. So, like, he probably had family drive to this game because it's close enough and, like, they don't get to see him that much. I was like, all right. He's like, so we'll wait here after the game. And we did. And we wait. We went down to the first row. We Like, as we're waiting for the players to get out of the locker room or whatever, 
we noticed like a bunch of people in Livingston jerseys right next to us. So it was like we were right. Like my dad was right. Like yeah. Livingston's gonna come out and say what up to his family, and that's how I got the autographs. Wow. Did you like get to? I don't know. Say like anything to him. So the, you... so that my dad's gonna laugh at this because he still makes fun of me to this day. And I think I either said it on a pod or I wrote it in my story about Livingston. But I was so nervous. I was 12. And I shook his hand. Or I didn't even say anything. I just asked if he could, like, sign my card. My dad was like, tell him. He's like, tell him. Just tell him you like him or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, sir, you're my favorite player. <laughs> so whenever I see my dad, he's like, you're my favorite player. And my dad's, like, <laughs> laughing at me like I'm a little punk little boy, a little softy. You're my favorite player. And that's what yeah. I said to Sean. He's like, and I think – I think I don't remember this, but my dad said, "Sean said, thank you for letting me be your favorite player." Oh, that's sweet, though. That was, really and he's like a kid. He's like eighteen. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm hyped that I knew. Again, we can we can go back and forth. I'm rambling, but you got me in my Sean Livingston bag, and I can talk about oh, Sean all day. It. Yeah, sure. I am very happy. One great question. That's very thoughtful of you. Hmm. Um, very thoughtful of you. As a as a uh, as a host and a friend, that was a very thoughtful question. I should have thought of one that good. I did. I asked the Luke one. You could, I, yeah, no, you asked the yeah. Luke one. You're good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm very happy that I remembered. I haven't looked it up since. I, That's I, good. No, for I, sure. that I remembered that when I saw Livingston play in Detroit, that he had ten points, and I was right. No, for sure. I so I that, think I'm hyped that I remembered that. I have bad memory. I think as it's you know. it's very cool. Two things. Yes, you do have a bad memory. It is very cool. Um. <laughs> That we did both remember, um, like you asked me what Luke's career high was, nailed it, yep. and then you did, uh, you did get the Sean thing right. So here's what we'll do: we will. Um, tenet- and, I, and while I'm giving love, I want to show great love to my brother Rod Beard. Um, I should have said this at yes. the top of the pod. Yes. But Rod is my guy. We're gonna get him on the show soon. Anybody that listens to this, every story time with James usually involves Rod because that's my mm-hmm. road dog. The fella. Um. He, my birthday is March 14th and the Pistons' last home game was Sunday. Like, so they're on the road this week. Then there's the all-star break. And then after the break, they come back on the road. So the first game, the next home game was, I'll see Rod at is March 15th, the day after my birthday. So he brought me two t-shirts with the Bun and Cardigan logo on it and a hoodie. So one of the shirts yours, you never gave me your address. So I, I, I need yeah, to send I did. it to you. I did. I was, yeah. I need to send it to you, yeah. so I'll remind you after this. Uh, yeah. But it's so thoughtful, and it was such a nice surprise. And, yeah, I've been wearing the, the hoodie nonstop. I'm gonna mo- I'm moving tomorrow, or today when you're listening is the first day of moving. I'm going to rock it then. But it was very thoughtful, and he has a T-shirt press. So, people, me and Rod, and I'm going to talk to Rod, who's going to talk to his wife. We're going we're gonna to get the, the, the 10 limited shirts into motion sooner rather than later now that I know somebody yeah who can make the shirts sure and like they're really good quality like it's not like a black background it's not like a black square on a black shirt like it's literally just the logo it's really good so that that process might come sooner rather than later yeah so i'm I'm, i've been rambling people can tell i'm excited because i i put i've invested a lot in sean livingston for this exact moment most passionate i've ever be questioned yeah i've never heard you speak so passionately about something before yeah that that got Um, me hyped we still have another so, question. Yes, we do. Yeah, sure. I'll just I'll I won't say what I'm gonna say. James no, is done ahead. talking, so that means the segments are no. Uh no, 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 no. I was just I was just See, gonna say you're mean no. to me. Oh my god, shut up. So I saw uh the tweet. I'm sorry, maybe you texted me first. I don't remember what the order of operations there was. What the please excuse my dear aunt that joke sucks. That's funny. But 
I saw when I saw like what they look like. I like my heart was so happy, and I saw it was Rod, and I was like, "What a friggin' guy!" Like, what yeah. just a great guy. Um, so yes, friend. that made me very happy. Thank you very much, Rod. That's that's awesome, man. Um, James, you have one final question. So what I was gonna say before you we get, get this to the last question, by the way. So well, hold on. So what I was gonna say is, uh, tentatively, we'll, we will give you half of a point for the Sean Livingston thing. We will review it, and then uh, when this is out, when we get a chance to listen to it, we have will, the we, listeners. Ha, the listeners at, will decide. Yes, tweet at B and C if I deserve a full point. Yes. Um. Well. Okay. So wait, wait, wait. So what's the score right now? Five and a half. Five and a half. So you were at five. So if we give you the full point, you'd be at six. Yep. But if and if I get this right, I'd be at. So really, it rides on if I get this right or not. Because if I get this right, then you getting a full point doesn't matter. Because I would win anyways. I think so, yeah. Because, yeah, I'd be at six and a half, and if you got the full point, you'd only be at six. So if I get this wrong, we'll get to it in a minute. We'll get to the logistics in a minute. Ask me the question. This pod actually turned out a lot better than I thought it would. The tail uh, end of it has been great, yeah. yeah. I thought all of it was good. Um, all right. <laughs> first first Piston in franchise history to win the Sixth Man of the Year award. Corliss Williamson. <sighs> Son of a bitch. Yeah, that's the dub. Don't even need to do all the Like, it's anymore. like I Next. knew... Which is shocking, by the way. Shouldn't have been the first. Eh. Vinny. I mean, yeah. But, like, I mean, you go second, and it's Corliss. Sure, sure. This is my thinking with that question. I res- You've learned a lot about the – like, people know – I think we've talked about it. You just mentioned it. Like, your Pistons fandom doesn't run super deep. Like, you've recently really got into it heavy. Yeah. Um, within the and last I had to sort of, five, I had six, to, seven years. I had to retroactively learn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I thought I would be, I, I think to your, your average Piston fan, maybe my age and up, that's a question they, some thinking like they would get. I thought for you, you could get it, but because, I mean, shit, you were six in 2001? In 2004, when they won the finals, I was six. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you were four. So I didn't know how much yeah. digging you did on old, the old one season. So yeah. Well, so here's the thing. If you if the, if we were doing all time, it would have tripped me up. But because the all the ultimate hint here is that it didn't happen before two thousand. How many guys could have conceivably yeah, won since then, right? Yeah. But also, yes, I do just know that that he did win that. So I so am. So this the is why he's your champion. Yes, that is why I did better than I thought I was going to do. I hope I made up for not naming Chris Middleton and Spencer Dinwiddie. It's I don't being put on the spot. I think it's the listing that I had to do that really threw me. Well, no, because I did it with the coaches. Yeah, you did a I'll good just, job. I'll I'll wear it. I'll wear it. It was I did I performed very poorly on that question. Buck's Twitter um, is going to be mad at you. No, Buck's Twitter uh, is happy with me because I'm all aboard the Diakite train. Um, of course, of he course just you are. he just got called up. Yeah, this look at the state of you being wrong about all the players that I love. Jesus, dude! If you ever, oh my, I, Jesus, the testosterone dude. rush that the that the Claxton thing gave me, give your apology. Go, go I ahead. never said. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's clarify this. We're right. We're perfect timing. The 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 trivia game went even longer, but it was perfect length. This actually sure. might be my favorite pod we've done, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I never said Claxton was bad. I like Nicholas Claxton. My issue with you was like. We were naming who should be on the Rising Stars game. And you're like, yeah, what year is Nicholas Claxton in? I was like, yeah. Yes. Like, 
I'm like, dude, he just came back from injury. Yeah, and then what did he – James, what did he do to the Spurs? No, what he balled. He yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. another thing. First of all, shout out to Bruce Brown, who's playing playing out of his mind. Yeah. But you see it with Claxton, too. Two guys very much benefiting from playing with Hall of Fame players. Bruce is getting a lot of wide-open shots, a lot of rim cuts. He, he's, he's converting. He's much better at the rim than he was in Detroit. He's improving. Bruce Floater's is better. The, Bruce is the perfect player for that team. Nicholas Claxton, again, you look at a lot of those points. He was in the dunker spot, a lot of lobs because Harden's getting downhill. Great role player. The The Nets have done a good job of adding young players that are, are really good role players. I don't think Bruce is having the success in Detroit. That's all I meant by that. You guys know, I've said this many times, Bruce is one of my favorite people I've ever covered, one of the nicest guys. I, my, I didn't have an issue with the trade because I just didn't think his skill set, what he does best, would be highlighted in Detroit, and they'd rather take a flyer on somebody like Josh Jackson, whereas in Brooklyn – his, what he does best is highlighted. Now, again, we could all argue about the what they got back in return, but I wouldn't. I would say that Bruce was worth a second round pick when they traded. And him. who said that they should have called about Claxton? Who said that? I don't think the Nets give up Claxton. They wouldn't have. Yeah, they wouldn't have. So wouldn't, it's not to say you, that they, they didn't ask, but yeah, they might have. Sure. I, what I texted you is that unfortunately Sean Marks isn't an idiot. Yes, and you he, did text he knew me. what he had. So yeah. Here's the thing, what I'll, just what I'll say to that, and we'll wrap it up with the albums. Your story time was the Sean Livingston thing. We'll just say because you know, yeah. I know you got to get going. So, yeah. um, uh, I'm not going to fault them for that, though. If Bruce and Clax are going to thrive um, no. in this situation. But, uh, but here's the thing. is, But you got to take it with a grain of salt to an extent. Mario Chalmers got a bag from Memphis, and he couldn't – he just wasn't – he couldn't play. Yeah. You look at a guy. We we were kind of convinced that like Kevon Looney was kind of good, yeah. For for about two years, we thought that he was going to be. They win the championship, they draft him, and it's like, oh, this will be kind of fun. Nice little front court piece for him. No, and that that didn't work out. Norris Cole was the same way. Norris Cole what's was the, Patrick McCall. What's the McCall big thing with Patrick Clay McCall. and Draymond? Yeah, exactly. Clay and Draymond. Everybody's like, I want to see them on other teams. Oh right. Oh, okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I yeah. get what you're saying. Yeah. Um. I also just said that out loud, the Norris Cole thing. I don't know if anybody's ever made that point before, that Norris Cole was Patrick McCaw before Patrick McCaw. But the difference is that Patrick McCaw won three championships in three years on two different teams, and Norris Cole only did it. He came out of Cleveland State, and his first two years, he was a champion. I was a big Norris Cole guy. I freaking loved him. James, Hold on. Uh, albums. Uh, breaking news. Oh. Um, the Rising Stars names just came out. No Pistons. Oh, uh. Not what? a single one. Are you ready? What? U.S. roster. Zion, Ja, LaMelo, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, Tyler Hero, DeAndre Hunter, Keldon Johnson, Michael Porter Jr., James Wiseman. World roster. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> Your face. I mean, now that I remember, like, Zion and Ja, like, can be in it. Like, this is a tough list for Sadiq to crack. No, um, I mean, you can make the case for him. DeAndre Hunter's played well this year. You can make the case for him over... I mean, Keldon's played well. You can maybe make the case over Wiseman, but I don't know about that one. Uh, I, I would imagine Sadiq was probably on the the first out uh, of this list. Uh, world roster, Precious Achua, Denny Avdia, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, R.J. Barrett, Facundo Campazzo, Brandon Clark. Where's Brandon Clark from? Canada, I think. Is he? I think. Maybe you're right. I'm, so, I'm right. really upset right now, so I don't know. I don't care. Lou Dortz, Rui Hakamura, 
Theo Maladon, Mikel Mulder. Pist I don't even want to get on Twitter right now. I'm going to tweet no Pistons. Make the cut. Okay. Um, albums, James. We thought that it would be fun if we uh, leaned into the meme. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pull back the curtain right now because I don't want you to think you're pulling a fast one on me. I don't want people making. So we're just gonna make the. We'll just say what the joke we thought would be funny was. You made fun of me uh, all February for the albums that I picked because I picked uh, Jaden Smith. Somebody told me that I should pick Sean Kingston, and I was like, James would kick me off the show if I did that. Um, so we thought it would be funny if I picked the whitest album that I could possibly pick as soon as uh, March started, okay? And what's funny enough is I've actually been listening to it a lot re recently, so it's actually uh, it's not that difficult. James, do you want me to go first? Yeah, I'm, I'm a little thrown off. Somebody just tweeted me, hey, James, what's the deal with the second-round guy? Oh, guy from last year, second round guys. Uh, he's talking about Servetus. I, I, yeah, I don't. Have I explained the Servetus thing enough? To what extent? Like why he doesn't play, and why he's, he's not, even in Detroit? He's not a good basketball player. Yeah, and why he's in Detroit? I don't know why. I figured he was just in Detroit because he got a visa and was like, I can come, and they're like, okay. No, no, no. Like why Detroit got him? Oh no. Is that like known or no? Like, do you not know? Uh, Maybe not. Apparently not. Because I'm. I just. I thought they got him because they thought highly of him. Uh, I think some people did, but I would also say just Google who his agent is, and then we'll leave it at that. You're kidding me. Is it who I think it is? Okay. Anyways, um, it's not who well, you think it is, but it's uh, a family member. I thought that was out there. It might be. I could be the one who's yeah. who's a little bit oblivious to this. Hundred percent. So I'm going to go with um, ABBA's Super Trooper. Okay. Sounds like winter in Alaska. So they are, I think they're, are they Norwegian or are they Swedish? I don't remember what it was. So this is like. This, this is, is extreme. Yes. This is like white people in their bag. They're not stealing from anybody. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's velvet tops tucked into bell bottoms. You're uh, Travis Schlenk right now. It's 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 some discotheque. It's some. Um, You're the Atlanta uh, Hawks right now. Soon as that motherfucker turned to March, joke <laughs> <you, laughs> the joke was foul. <laughs> Technical flagrant three. That wasn't a coincidence, uh, and this isn't a coincidence. Oh man, I don't know. I have my I, listen. I'm messing with you. You can on the Lloyd. Yeah, I, I have thoughts on Lloyd piercing. We're along, whatever. Candace Parker, your girl, put Shaq in a body bag. No, she did a great job. Shout out to CP. Uh, oh my gosh! Explain this album though. Um, Super Trooper. Uh, it, it's the uh, uh, self-titled. It's well, not self-titled, but the, the the track on Super Trooper by the same name. Um, they use a lot of reverb and delay effects um, on the women's voices, and once the chorus comes in on Super Trooper, they eliminate it completely, so it's just raw, and um, they have this really tight uh, uh, drum loop right behind it, really crisp sound quality. They were able to achieve in 1980 just tripping out, you know, taking some acid and just, you know, making some disco. Great stuff. Um, Lay All Your Love on Me by the Approximation of Myself um, is probably a top 10 song that's ever been recorded um, ever. This is a classic James hates this album <laughs> album. Like he would, I don't even, brother, don't even listen to it. You're going to hate it. Um, that is the whitest album that I could think of. And it's one that I actually enjoy a lot. <laughs> 
no i love that i'll, I'll check it out because it sounds obscure as as all can be um no I, I'll, I'll i'll maybe i'll check that out what's abba 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 a b b a b b a super trooper is the name of the okay. record but this so was towards the tail end of their they broke up a few years later because the the four people there were four people in the band uh two sets of husband and wives and it just went south, and their the lyrics were reflective of that because they just got sadder and more intense and more confusing and weird. Okay, maybe I'll give it once the first song a listen. Sure. Um, so I'm gonna stick on the jazz kick. Thank you again, Hal, because I've been uh, kind of, I haven't yeah, I've been doing rap and R and B. This is one of my favorites. Uh, it's a mix of like Latin jazz and like, it's when Latin jazz and Billie Holiday come together. In the sense that it's 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 an album by Cal Tahater. I, I never know how to say it. it's Tahater, I believe, but he has a lot of albums that are fire. Cal C A L, mm-hmm. last name Tahater T J A D E R. Who's just like if you were into jazz, like he's an iconic jazz musician, and he collabed yeah. with a singer named Carmen McRae, who's very much influenced by uh, Billie Holiday and all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And it's yeah, it's like Latin jazz with vocals, and there's just some vibes and like. It's like very like I hate that word. I know I I'd say it all the time. I hate that it's a word. Great like, word. It's, it's great the best word. way. Like summer, top down. You're out reading a book on the porch. Like this is the album. Like it's it, there's some groove to it. Um, some good jazz. It's not like your marching band type jazz. It's groovy. Uh, similar bossa nova range, but more Latin jazz. But yeah, apparently like they didn't get along during the making of the album. Mm. Uh, I read that like in a book or something but it is absolutely a fire album um i actually sampled one of the songs on here for a beat which i would use but i don't like the drums on it i did i actually here's a funny story i found this album on on vinyl um i I had it on my computer but i'd found it on vinyl in san francisco in the bay area yeah and every city i go to on the road i go record shopping and um, so I found it. I went back to my hotel, went back to my hotel after finding the record and I made the beat in the hotel room the night before the Pistons oh, look and Warriors. At you. Yeah. Look at you. I'm going to show James, uh, James, this is, this is one of my prized possessions. I'm assuming you obviously know throne. what this is. Yeah. I got watched the throne, um, on, uh, on vinyl and hey. recently, it's not, Oh, I've had this for years. Yeah. Yeah. This has been a thing for years. Uh, my favorite, what's your favorite record that you own? We'll end on that. I mean, like, so I'll obviously, let, like, you mean, like, not my favorite album. Like, I have all my favorite albums on Wax. So, like, I we move, like, as you yeah. can see, I'm moving. Yeah. I have, like, yeah, your your room is, like, the office is, like, another in there, yeah. I have, I did the records yesterday. I had 10 boxes that are just sitting in the living room. Oh, my god. Yeah, gosh. I have close to 1,000 records. Um, Man, those, those are heavy, too. Dude, my back was sore, Oof. bruh. I felt like Oof. Blake. You should have had, I, I, hey, maybe Matthew was right. Oh, oh, we have to end on this. Matthew, text me. The other day. I'm so sorry to cut you off. We'll talk no, about ahead. the records of the next episode. Yeah. Matthew texts me. He goes, I got an assumption about James. I go, okay. This is also going to be our longest episode, and it was supposed to be our shortest. <laughs> For sure. It's just funny how um, it goes. I, he goes, my brother goes, I have an assumption about James. I go, shoot. He goes, and I don't have it in front of me, but he goes, he strikes me as somebody who has ever who has either never seen or doesn't care at all about the Harry Potter series. True I tried to read the book when it was hot. Like when it came out mm. when I was a kid, I, I maybe read the first. No, I, I don't like wizardry or magic. Like I, that's why I, I've never, 
I always had the assumption that Game of Thrones was like, I've never watched Game of Thrones. I can't do the fictional wizardry magic. It just bores me. Dragons, it bores me. So you think it's for losers? No, I'm not saying that. It just bores me. Mm, oh, I also take a great... Dude, I have so many... Th- I have a big problem with something you said in your in your story today. What is it? Because you doubled down on something that you said. No, you got to go. It's okay. We'll save no, it no, for... No, we'll no, save- I want to know. You keep talking about how Dwayne Casey, what he said about DSJ doesn't mean anything, but what you don't realize is that what he said versus what he could have said are two fundamentally different things. It drives me insane. No. He was... You've... Dwayne has been the Pistons coach for long enough for you to know that he's not one of those coaches that's going to say, yeah, he's just here until the end of the year. Nobody says No, 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 no. I know, I know, I know. Brother, that's not what I'm saying. And, like, I'm not trying to – you know him better than I do. You know these situations way better than I do. You navigate them way better. But what I'm telling you is when Dwayne Casey says – and I do not have the direct quote in front of me, but when he said, like, we, you know, view him as a guy who could be um, a a, a part of our future, there's a difference. And you said – you said you texted me this and you said this in your story. You said, what else is he going to say? Yeah. If Dwayne Casey says, you know, I think he's a guy who could have a long career in this league, something to that effect. You know, he's a, he's a tremendous young man. Um, you know, I think he's got a, a bright career ahead of him. That is not the same thing as we think he could have a future here. He said we're, he said we're, he, we're evaluating him as part of our future. Right. You also have to remember that, like, the optics of it, they got Dennis Smith Jr. in trading literally one of the most famous basketball players breathing. So you can't act yeah. like what you got back is just going to be gone. Like, you have to – so I, I think – That's a good you, point. That's a, that's a fair point. You have to paint it op- – like, we, we we believe in them. And I, they might. They might. They very much – I do think they're evaluating He's played him. really well. Like, yeah. there's nothing to lie about. He's played pretty he's well. Played, yeah, yeah, he's played okay. He's played good. Um, I would just say – like there's no, uh, like I think if somebody asked, so are you guys like, what are your thoughts on like Servita? Like, do you think Servitas is Servitas being evaluated for your guys' future? Dwayne would say yes. To the camera, yes. Well, okay, so this is where the separation is. I have not seen what the question was. All I know is the quote. So that's your department. Do you recall what the question was? Um, no, I don't remember the question. Because if uh, it was, it. if it was like you just said, if they, if they said, do you think he's part of the future? It's, you're right. Then it's totally different. But if it was just something, it was he something along those said, lines. No, no, no. Okay. That, it was okay. on topic. Like he was asked about okay. Ben Smith Jr. Gotcha. Like, I think that that's forward. a big thing is it, anywhere the quote was, we didn't know what the question was. We just saw that Dwayne said what he said. That's fair. So it's different for somebody like you when you were, you cut the context to the situation obviously mattered a lot more. Yeah. So he didn't like get see... up to the podium and just like do a, a dissertation <laughs> and in the dissertation, Dennis Smith Jr.'s part. No, he was asked about him for sure. You guys didn't even, he didn't even, you didn't even ask a question. He's like, he just gets it. Man, this Dwayne or not this Dwayne guy, this, this DSJ guy. He's quite good. Yeah. Alrighty, James. Well, uh, Sunday's episode is going to be really fun. We'll just, Cal to hater, that. Carmen McRae heat wave. I don't remember if I said the whole name. I did the whole back. You did. Yeah, um, that's my pick. Somebody asked us, somebody asked us to put the name of the albums, uh, in the description. That's James's department. ABBA super trooper. Oh, I should. You should. Yeah. I thought it was a pretty good idea, actually. All right. Yeah, text Alrighty, me ladies how to spell Super Trooper. Sure, absolutely. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, if you made it this far, genuinely, thank you very, very much for listening. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars and subscribe. We will catch you guys. Peace. In the next one. Oh, come Peace. on. <laughs>